is Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com. Coming soon to iOS and Android. Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Swell Suite, everybody. Happy Wine Wednesday. Glad you're back with us in the month of February, which is super special because it is Black History Month and all of our guests this month are going to be bliggity black. So we're going to kick it off with my special guest, Jaytan Gunter, and he is a sommelier. He's a wine writer, he writes a blog, and he wrote a book called Fruit in a Glass. And we have a really cool discussion about how he found wine and what inspired him to learn more about wine and start teaching folks about wine. So I hope you enjoy the show. Cheers. I am here with a very special guest. Sir, please introduce yourself to our listeners. (laughs) Well, my name is Jayton Gunter. Um, I am a author of Fruit and Glass, Wine Myths, Facts, and Opinions. I'm also a uh, owner of Grapes and Sand Publishing, and I'm a certified sommelier. That's pretty much my uh, what I'm doing right now. I'm also an owner of a, a, a wine-focused uh, fashion brand type store, yeah, online store. Nice. So, and that is the hat that you're wearing? Yeah, that's, this is my fig hat, yeah. That's my logo. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people don't know that my logo is actually uh, the cover of my book. Um, on the cover of my book, it's uh, me balancing a glass of wine on my head. And um, yeah, like on the front Oh, it of certainly year. is. Yes. Yeah, yes, so it is. I, I love that. And I decided to make that my logo. Mm, so genius. That's what I got right here on the top of my head. Yeah. Love it. I love <laughs> that. <laughs> so, so let's go back a bit. Um, for those who don't know you, um, <clears throat> how did you exactly get into wine? Cause I read your book and it seems <laughs> like women was the reason or the reason that you got into wine. Well, Tell me how, you know, how that happened. You gotta understand. Like, I mean, I'm in college and in college, you know, you're in a new world of all these beautiful women. And like, what are you, what are you going to do to separate yourself from everybody else? And first of all, my father's a preacher mm. and, uh, does not drink at all. Okay. And so, um, when I got in college, I, I didn't drink either. And I decided, you know what, like right before I turned 21, uh, I lived in an apartment complex and I, I told my friends, okay, this is your chance. You guys want to see me drink? Let's drink. And I found out that night that I have a really high tolerance. And so when I found out that I had a really high tolerance for alcohol, I said, okay, I'm not going to drink to get drunk. First of all, I, I won't have any money. I'll lose all my money. <laughs> uh, second of all, like my father's a preacher, so I'm not going to drink to get drunk. If I want to drink something, I want to drink something that I like. Sure. And so um, I decided to try wine, and it's been a slippery slope ever since. I've been really, I just tasted a little bit, started realizing that I had a palate for it, and mm-hmm. um, I also wanted something to kind of separate myself from the pack. And okay. wine and women t- tend to go together. At that time, that's mm-hmm. what I thought. And um, yeah, I've been women, and also because I wanted, to, I wanted to like not drink to get drunk for, for the two reasons why gotcha. I decided to get into wine. 
and now I love the stuff and yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you get to a place where you were just enjoying wine, you know, impressing the girls and whatnot and to like growing a business with wine? How did you get there? So, um, for a long time, I've been drinking wine all the way through college. A lot of my friends who I grew up with, you know, like, uh, we drank, we drank malt liquor, hard, hard stuff. Mm-hmm. And, gotta uh, start somewhere. Gotta start somewhere. <laughs> and uh, I kind of, over time, because I was getting into wine, I started getting my friends into wine. And I started, and because I was telling them about it, I wanted to learn more. So if they had questions, I can answer them. And um, yeah, ever since then, I just kind of started thinking, thinking more about it. And then I started working at AT&T, a corporate job. And being honest with you, I made a lot of money at that time, but I hated my job. Like mm-hmm. I really, I was, yeah, it was a problem. I was, a, <laughs> I, I, even though money was coming in great, I was living by myself in downtown San Jose, California. I just was not enjoying my life. And so I kept on drinking wine throughout that time and started learning more and more about it. And my friend who is um, relatively well off, um, we would have these weekly dinners. He'd take us out to like the whole crew out to eat all on him and we would I would get a chance to try wine like he'd always look at me and be like you pick the wine hmm. and so I started looking at the list finding damn, out so he'd be paying for your dinner and the wine and you get to pick it I get to pick the wine that's yeah. a damn good friend I know he's a great friend <laughs> <laughs> yeah shout out to shout out to Nick <laughs> yeah he used to take the whole crew out too which was crazy um he would take everybody out because he just loved to hang out and have conversation hmm. and we'd be we drink bottle after bottle of wine. I'd be pairing it with certain foods. And wow. I turned into, uh, how am I going to escape my business, like where I work at? How am I going to escape that? And um, I guess uh, turn this into a business. So originally I started like purchasing wine, private buying for people, helping them set up their wine cellars and wine collections. Um, and then it went from there. It went from there. Mm-hmm. I kind of went to, uh, I went to International Culinary Institute and um got my certification my uh my certified song mm-hmm. uh thing and then from there it's been kind of how am i gonna do more uh first love has always been writing and so i was trying to figure out a way to kind of incorporate writing in the wine stuff and that's why i wrote the book part of why mm-hmm. i wrote the book yeah that's a great story okay oh, um do you think that because you're in california do you think that has anything to do with um how you progressed in wine it made it easy. I'll, I'll tell you that. Like, mm-hmm. uh, wine is everywhere in California. Yeah, um, it we is. We don't just have Napa out here. Like, we have, and yeah. Sonoma, even though I love those two areas, we have Livermore, we have Santa Barbara, you know, Paso Robles. We have all these, uh, we have all these crazy, great places in Mendocino that make outstanding wine, world-class wine. And mm-hmm. when you have them all at your fingertips, where you can just drive a couple hours to one region and drive another hour to another region, it makes it relatively easy to kind of if you want to get into wine get into wine and that was another thing too like when I first got into the wine game I didn't see I didn't see hardly anybody of my complexion in there Mm. and um I would go into these tasting rooms and I'd be like what is going on like there's no black people yeah and so another reason I wrote the book was because I wanted to make the barrier of entry into the wine game a little bit easier for people that are of my complexion so like it's for everybody it's an educational book for everybody it's fun read but yeah. it's not just about that it's about like I also wanted it to be for people who maybe were intimidated by wine mm-hmm. to be able to see it at, in an easy light and say it's just fruit and glass it's nothing more complex than that it's just it's it's as basic as that or as complex as that if you if you want it to be 
And so I have your book here. Now we got to talk about this ice and wine. (laughs) (laughs) You're totally against it. (laughs) Okay, listen, I'm not totally against it. The thing is, there are reasons to put ice and wine. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I kind of wrote that title uh, of the chapter to kind of, you know, I wanted people to go into that chapter and read it, you know, to grab their eyes. Okay, so working where I work at, I work at, right now. I do part-time uh, sommelier work, uh, or sommelier work in uh, San Francisco and Union Square, um, at a place called Eno Wine Bar. And what used to drive me crazy was people would like ask for a glass of Chardonnay, for example, mm-hmm. and say, "Can I get ice?" and throw the ice in the Chardonnay. And I'm okay with some of the Chardonnay that they do that if it's like too oaky or whatever. It's not your palate, but you just want mm-hmm. something refreshing. More power to you. But if, it, if somebody spent a lot of time trying to cultivate this wine to taste a certain way and you're diluting it with ice, it could be, a, if I was the winemaker, I'd be annoyed. Mm-hmm. But I'm not the winemaker, so it doesn't annoy <laughs> me. It's just something I want to, like, it's okay sometimes, especially if you spend a lot of money on a, say, like a, a wine that may be a little off, oxidized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't want to waste that money. Throw some ice in it, you know, like make mm-hmm. it a fun little thing and, you know, get through that wine because so you feel like you didn't waste your money. I understand that. It's just yeah. icing wine for the sake of doing it. <laughs> yeah. One of our co-hosts, Tanisha, she was she lives in France. She lives in Paris. And she said that they're starting to put ice and rosé in Paris. It's that, becoming a thing. You know what? I, I actually, so there was a company that I did a review for. Because I, I said, I, I put out a video about, you know, the ice and wine thing mm-hmm. maybe a couple years ago. And this rosé company from France hit me up and was like, "It's okay to put ice in wine. Yeah, we're gonna send you, we're gonna send you a free uh, bottle, and I want you to try it with ice." You know, okay. and so I did. I did a review on the wine. It was actually really good. It's a solid wine, um, especially if you just want something refreshing and not totally complex. Right. Perfect wine for you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm and okay so, with it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I have never done it. Maybe I will venture out and try it. (laughs) (laughs) It's not really my thing, but, you know, their own, you know, so try not to judge. Right. So you also talk about um, glassware in your book. Um, That seems very important to you. Um, I have a big question for you. Do you still drink out of champagne flutes? No. Okay. Yeah. All right. You want to tell the people why? So I think champagne flutes are for aesthetics only. Um, it looks really, really nice. Mm-hmm. And I don't knock anybody who does it. I mean, when we pour sparkling wine or champagne at our uh, at the wine bar, we definitely pour it, pour it in flutes. Mm-hmm. For the staff, though, we normally drink it out of white wine glasses or we drink it out of a, a burgundy glass. Um, mm. just oh, a burgundy glass. Okay, that's yeah, new. Uh, well, it depends on like, it de- it's, for me, it really depends on if I know the champagne already. Mm-hmm. So like if it's something that I know is going to be maybe a little closed off, yeah. a little bit like um, it's not going to express, be expressive on the nose. Mm-hmm. No, I'll put it in a, I'll put it in a burgundy glass, you know, okay. like, let some air get in it. Um, but a lot of times it's out of white wine glass. And it's because of surface area um, for everybody who's listening. Um, you want to really have an experience with wine. You don't want to just drink it. You sometimes, specifically if somebody put their, their hands in the soil and cultivated this wine for you. Um, they have passion in that. And I want to, I actually want to honor that passion by, you know, actually experiencing the wine as opposed to just drinking it. And so by experiencing it, you're, you're looking at 
sight, like how it looks in the glass, where you, whether you're doing blind tasting or not, mm -hmm. nose, you want to put your nose actually in the wine and figure out what's really going on there. And that's why we normally put it in a, in a white wine glass, because you want that, the aromatics to come out a little bit more. And then mm -hmm. you taste it after that. But that's just, I, it's important for me to experience wine. Now, everybody else, I'm not speaking for everybody. I'm just talking about <laughs> I love the idea of uh, just experiencing the wine and like paying homage to the person who produced the wine. I love it. I love that. So tell us a little bit more about your wine company. Do you offer any services? I do. Um, I do a lot of, um, like, I do a lot of class. Well, I used to do a lot of classes, but I'm getting back to that where, uh, you know, I do one where it's, you know, tasting like a professional, of course. A lot of people I know online do that, and I do that quite a bit. Um, I also do, like, a, a rosé all-day class, which is really mm. fun, uh, trying different types of rosés from all around the world. Um, and then uh, there's also, like, um, tasting out of different types of glassware we were talking about with mm -hmm. that, like, trying to get people to understand that certain glassware is meant for certain types of varietals because it's going to hit your palate a certain way. It's the angle of the glass will make sure that it intensifies intensifies the way the the wine lands on your palate. Um, and then also do bubbles, of course. A lot of people love of bubbles. Course. Of course, of so course. I do like the difference between like champagne versus like a prosecco uh, versus like you know uh, cava, things of that nature. So it's I do that. I also uh, will just pour wine at a party. You know, I do corporate stuff I do private stuff and pretty try to have do different different types of uh pricing tiers for people whether they're just getting into wine want to have some fun or really want some education I can do that too nice nice are you did you attend the what is it called the black wine and food experience no I was so mad okay so I gotta <laughs> tell you what happened okay <laughs> originally like two months ago chef Mimi hit me up and said I hope you can come to this because I think I reposted her uh, sure. event, you know, yeah. I like to, I want to show support. And I was like, if I'm in town, I'll come because my birthday was on the 26th. And I was like, I didn't know if I was going to be gone past that or not. It was on January 26th. So I didn't know if I was going to be here throughout the time. Mm -hmm. And then um, what ends up happening is, like, okay, when I get the money together, I'm going to go ahead and buy a ticket. A month prior to the event, I figured it wasn't going to be sold out by then. It was already sold out. Yeah. With, with like a month, like a month and a quarter, it was already sold out. And I was just like, damn. <laughs> and then people were on then people were online talking about, oh, you can buy a ticket. And then she puts out this PSA that don't buy re uh don't buy resold tickets because it could be a uh, uh they could be trying to get your money. And people were hitting me on the DM trying to like because they knew I wanted to go. Do you want to buy a ticket? And I was like, nah, I can't go, I can't do it, you know. I really want to pull the trigger though, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there like, yo, I want to go so bad, but yeah, I missed it. So I got a couple things going on this month that our black food and wine um, events, and I, especially because Oakland is kind of yeah. a, a mecca for that. And yeah. so I have, I have one that I'm a vendor in that I'm going to be selling some of my hats and my okay. uh, merchandise and books. And then there's another one at the end of the month that I'm looking forward to too. That is, uh, I got uh, the lady uh, that's running it just hit me up and was like, uh, "You go, you you coming?" And I'm like, "Yeah." So I'm definitely going to that. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, we. We definitely get jealous of you guys in Oakland because you have so many beautiful black, bliggity black events. Yes. And we love it. <laughs> it's my, it's my, it's where I was born. So I uh, and I and I spent a lot of my early years in Oakland and then moved out to Antioch. So I, I have a, I'm very. That's my baby. That's my, that's where I'm from. Yeah, man. People from Oakland love Oakland. Yeah. My goodness, yeah, I love it. So much pride. Yep. <laughs> 
gotta have it, you know? It's like, it really is. It's like, but we look at like Atlanta and DC the same way though. Like you guys- I can see that. There's a lot of black culture out there. My mother's from DC. Oh, okay. And so like uh, hearing her talk, the way she is about DC, even though she doesn't live there anymore, uh, it shows it's like throughout my life, well, it's always a lot of pride in DC. And we would go visit my grandmother uh, who now lives out here with my mom and my dad. And, um, you know, it's just, I just loved going there. I remember uh, just a quick uh, memory from DC. Mm-hmm. Um, I played basketball in high school. That was my, that was my love. And uh, I went to go visit my grandmother because I, I got accepted into the uh, Georgetown basketball camp. So oh, I was okay. super juiced. I was like, I'm gonna go out there for, the, for a few days and then I'm gonna go to the camp for a few days and I'm gonna visit my grandmother. And so I'm, I'm hanging out with my grandma and before we, I, I'm going to the camp and she says, oh, you want to go visit your mother's old uh, neighborhood? And I'm like, yeah, I can't wait. Let's go, you know? So we're in her big old van. And uh, I'm, okay, so where I'm from in Oakland, I'm from back in the day, West Oakland was one of the worst parts of Oakland. Okay. It was, it was, um, it was pretty rough back then. It's called Out From The Bottoms. And uh, <laughs> I thought my hood was pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we're driving Hold on, what mom. neighborhood did your mother grow up in? We're driving through my mom's neighborhood. She said she's from the, uh, what is it, Northwest, I think? Hold on. Yeah, south, no, Southeast. She's from Southeast. Oh, so yeah. She's, yeah. So we're driving through, and my grandmother's like, oh, we're going to go visit your aunt. And I'm like, we're getting out of the car? Like, where, where, where you <laughs> got me? That's so messed like, up. And, she, and she, then she tells me, and then she tells me, she said, uh, they've done such good work around here. Like, like, they cleaned up so much stuff. And I'm like, what <laughs> you know, so I, I don't get I get I don't get nervous that often I was nervous I was like I don't know if I want to get out the car we, but it was cool though the people were so sweet and like they were invite like very inviting like oh oh we know who your, your mom is come over here like you're cooking mm. for us we had a great time so that spirit was still there from yeah. like across the the nation it was beautiful yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm glad we didn't scare you too bad because I'm from southeast too a lot more huh because I'm from southeast too Oh, you're from Southeast too? Mm-hmm. Yep. I know you're from DC. I know you're from Southeast. Yes. That's wild. Yeah, I certainly am. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, my mother said she went to, what high school did she go to? Hold on. She said she went to Anacostia? Anacostia? She went to Anacostia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah not she... too far. Um, I grew up like maybe 10 minutes from Anacostia. Okay. Yeah, okay. so pretty close. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get out there. I'm trying to take her back out there because it's been a while. And mm-hmm. I know she misses DC, so I, I want to go out there and actually, uh, like, kind of see the wine culture out there. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, we got a big wine community out here. I know. I yeah. know. I see y'all online. Y'all make noise. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> did you watch the Super Bowl? And uh, did you have anything special to eat and drink, or did you pair anything? So my <laughs> Super Bowl, my aunt. I love my aunt. She um. She basically told me that because we didn't celebrate my birthday, because we, mm-hmm. me and my lady were out of town for my birthday, she so said, because we didn't celebrate your birthday uh, when you were in town, because you're coming over to my house for Super Bowl, let's just do like a joint, your birthday and Super Bowl oh, party. Oh, nice. So, and they love to cook. And my aunt, my aunt she, she puts her foot in shrimp creole. And so like Ooh. she made shrimp creole. She nice had a crab feed for me and everything. And mm. I basically uh, got some bubbles. Um, I got a, uh, which one did I have? I had a, um, I know I had a champagne and it was the, it's, it's escaping me right now, but I, mm-hmm. I, I, I paired it with champagne the, mm. the, for the crab feed and then for the, uh, 
shrimp creole. I did a rosé uh, out of Languedoc. Oh, actually, nice. Actually, the Domaine de Nizas is uh, the one for the rosé because I'm still had half a bottle I'm sipping on right now. So that yeah. sounds wonderful. I was so upset my team lost though, but it is what it is. Oh, right? was it? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. My condolences. <laughs> it's all good. What you out there for the Super Bowl? Um, let's see what I did. So I didn't leave the house on Super Bowl Sunday. So I sort of made snacks all day. So I recently got an air fryer. So yeah, so I air fried some vegetables like I did carrots, I did broccoli. And like, like an air fryer is like a slow roast, a fast roast rather, but everything comes out kind of crunchy. So just think of like, um, carrot fries, I made some broccoli. And then I had crab legs. Um, Yeah, yeah, I did crab legs and I had some shrimp. And um, I was also all day slow cooking some chicken for like tacos and nachos and stuff. So I was literally Mm -hmm. eating stuff all day. And I had bubbles also. Um, I had a really beautiful kava that I recently found. And then I had a tokai. I found a, yeah, I found a tokai, which is rare. Yeah. And um, but it was really nice. Yeah. So I had those two and such yeah. a good varietal. Yeah. yeah. It was a good day. Really good day. Yeah. That's that's less love right there. I love oh, all yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I love I love to cook too. I'm not that I mean I'm all right, but you know, I love to cook too. It's like my mm-hmm. uh, my time to kind of unwind. I throw some music on. I look crazy in the kitchen because I'll be in there <laughs> dancing and stuff, chopping up vegetables, having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> My lady comes in, she's like, what are you, you cooking again? I'm like, yeah, leave me alone. I'm in my zone right now, okay? I'm dancing. <laughs> Let me do my thing. <laughs> so you mentioned your lady. Valentine's Day is coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any advice for someone trying to plan something romantic with wine? Yes. that's Yeah, I can do, I can do that. Um, okay. I say start off, if you're doing wine, you always want to start off with bubbles. Get that, get that palate activated. Mm. Get it acclimated to whatever you're gonna taste, and more than likely, it's gonna pair with whatever you're tasting anyway. Like, like earlier apps, it's gonna probably pair with them anyway. Um, next, I would say go into like a rosé. I like, I like rosé for that because rosé mm-hmm. is also kind of under the under the radar uh, great pairing wine too. Yeah, absolutely. And it's gonna stand up to some seafood. It's gonna stand up to some like light fare things of that nature, and then. Um, it depends. Like, so if you're going chicken, I would say look for more of a uh, Grenache style wine, maybe even Grenache from uh, Spain. They tend to be a little bit, have more of a backbone than regular Grenache from like California, in my opinion. Um, and actually, this is kind of crazy to say, I think it's, uh, I think Grenache is a better price point mm. than, um, than even like, you know, um, Southern Rhone at the moment with their Grenache blends. I think it's a better price point and it's also going to have a little bit more of of an edge. That's what I've been sipping on more than even Southern Rome, which is crazy because I love Southern Rome, but <laughs> I've just been kind of on that lately. Um, and then for something big, I'm right now, the Cabernets that I'm looking at are Washington. Um, I think Washington, mm-hmm. bar none, is the best quality for the buck, uh, for bigger boulder wine. So best quality for the buck. And on top of that, um, it, it has this, uh, it has like kind of this, um, quiet complexity reminds me more of Bordeaux with a little bit more sunshine on it it's beautiful fruit in 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 Washington so if you're doing like a big steak or anything like that big red meat pork shoulder I think that's where to go now of course 
you're doing something off the off the menu, like say we just had a lamb shank in um mm. for my for my birthday dinner, mm-hmm. and I paired it with a Barolo. Uh, oh yes, 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 yes. It just, I mean, I'm talking about when you talk about singing, it sang, it sang mm-hmm. off the plate and, and off the off the glass. It was amazing. So yeah, that's keep in mind good pairing wine, a big bold uh food. Go Barolo's a good one too, Nebbiolo. Very good suggestions. Yeah. Very nice. Um, okay, so this part of our show, um, we have some random questions for you. They may have short or long answers. Okay. Okay. All right, here you go. What is your restaurant pet peeve? When I go to a restaurant, for example, an Italian restaurant, and they have only California wines on it, they don't have Italian wines wines from Italy. I, like, I have no problem with having some California wine. But mm-hmm. They don't have Italian wines on the menu by the glass, it drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. And, if, and I don't want to just have Chianti. Mm-hmm. Give me a good Alianico. Give me like something from Tuscany. Don't have me sitting on Chianti Classical all day and white wine too. I, it just drives me crazy. I need something else. Mm, that's a really good one. Yeah. yeah that's I, I, excellent You want to see me like get annoyed in a restaurant? <laughs> yeah. My lady, she'll look at me. She's like, Jay, it's okay. Don't don't and I'm like I'm fine. I'm just saying that it don't make no sense. <laughs> they don't have this on the menu. I don't get it. But whatever. What do I know, right? <laughs> okay. And name your favorite actor or actress. That's a good one. Um wow. So I, I'm really into, I really, well, I watch a lot of movies. Okay. Um, I love Morgan Freeman, if you're mm. looking at, like, actor. Sure. Uh, Denzel, of course. Uh, yeah, it, it, that's hard for me. Uh, uh, Lorenz Tate. Lorenz oh. Tate is one of my favorites. Oh, man. His yeah. episode, did you, do you watch Power? Oh, yes. Yes. Did you, his episode of Power was, hands down, my was favorite. Crazy. Yes. That man, he's a wild boy on Power. <laughs> He he's really wild, is. He's a wild boy. Uh, I, I really like Lorenz Tate. Yeah. Um, for women, I think Vivica Fox is underrated. Oh, I like, okay. I like, I like Vivica Fox a lot. Okay. Um, she takes certain, she takes the roles that she wants. I dig that. Mm-hmm. Of course, Holly Berry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Neil Long. I love Neil Long. Mm-hmm. I, love, I love Neil Long. Um, okay. I like Selma Hayek, too, actually. I like her style. Okay. I like I like what she does when she she picks some really powerful movies uh, that I dig. There's some other ones I'm forgetting, but yeah, those are the ones up up top that I can think of right now. Gotcha. Uh, okay, for me, um, hmm, for women, I'm going to go with Kerry Washington. Oh, I forgot about Kerry Washington. Yeah. <laughs> She's amazing. I've been in love with that woman forever. Like yeah. from the old school, like. She did a Spike Lee movie back in the day, and I was like, oh. Yeah, she sure did. Not too many people seen that movie. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, see. um, For men, hmm. I think I'm going to go. I mean, of course, you have your Denzels and all of that. Um, I'm going to go with Will Smith. You know what's funny? I almost said Will Smith Smith when I was talking to you. Mm -hmm. My only problem. So I love Will Smith. Okay. But I I was thinking that. I was like, is he too big for me? Like, he does so many blockbuster movies. Yeah. With a, can I can can I put him on the level 
as one of the best actors. And you're right, I probably could. I just, mm-hmm. yeah, he was on the tip of my tongue and I was going to say, and I was like, yeah, well, else? Oh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he actually, he's really good at bad boys, though. Him and Martin both killed the role. Did you watch it yet? Uh, no, I have not seen it yet. Yeah, they both killed it. Yeah. In my opinion, they both killed it. Whatever the critics say, I don't, whatever. It was good. Okay. Really, All really right. good. <laughs> All right. What is your favorite wine pairing? Another good uh, call. Um, let me see. I mean, I'm old school, so it's probably going to be like either a um, a big cab with uh, um, with steak because I'm a huge I love steak, mm-hmm. um, or actually a big Syrah too. I actually like Syrah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've been drinking a lot more Syrah lately, so yeah, I tend to go with like something uh, Washington Syrah or like maybe even like a um, a Keenan. I don't know if you're familiar with Keenan um, uh, out of Spring Mountain, Napa. Mm-hmm. They they do an outstanding Cabernet Sauvignon and it's a great price. So Keenan is a one of my staples. That's who I go to a lot when I am looking if I want to like have like a really nice meal and I want a yeah. nice cab that I am familiar with. That uh, Keenan is one I go with quite a bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, I had a you, you know what I had a very basic pairing and it sort of took me back to the beginning of when I started to really love wine and okay. that's just a Zinfandel and dark chocolate. Oh yeah, it's always it, going to pair beautifully together. You know what's funny is dark chocolate doesn't pair good, great with everything, and that yeah, and you're right. Zinfandel, mm-hmm. those big old like some of the Lodi ones tend to go really well. Um, I with agree. Dark chocolate. Have yeah. you ever tried? Um, there's a one specifically that I really, and I'm not, I'm not, I drink Zin, but I'm not overly, I'm not a Zin. I used to be a huge Zin person. Yeah. Um, but the one that I really dig right now is McKay. I don't know if you've ever had McKay. I don't think so. If you get a chance to get your hands on McKay's Infidel, do it. It is okay. outstanding. I think it's a uh, vol- volcanic soil that it's coming mm. from. And it is, I mean, it sings. It's very, very well done, in my opinion. Mm. Nice. I haven't had it in like four vintages, but the four years ago, it was the one. So, mm. yeah. All right. What is your favorite smell? Favorite scent? I love this. I love the smell of cooking. So, like, specifically, like, if I smell onions, Mm. Um, and if I smell onions and garlic, I'm like, where, who's cooking? Where, what's going on? Okay. What they making for me? You know what I mean? Like that. <laughs> I, I love, I love, I love the smell of cooking. I also love, um, there's another smell I really, really dig. I dig, um, lavender quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love lavender. Yeah. And then, um, and jasmine is my, mm. and jasmine probably is my number one. I just forgot. Nice. Yeah. I love jasmine. Yeah. Um, for me, I love the smell of burning wood. So like a fireplace or a fire Ooh, pit. That's a, that's a different one. <gasps> oh my gosh. As soon as it as soon as I smell it, it's almost like the seasons change. Like if it's going from summer to to fall. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And you start to smell people's fireplaces. I it love makes you happy. that. Oh gosh. Such a good feeling. Love no, that. No, you're right. I, I dig that too. That's a really that's a good one. That's a mm-hmm. really good one. Yeah. I like uh, I like fresh soil too. I feel like when after a rain, yeah, you walk and you smell like like that kind of wet soil. Mm-hmm. I dig that quite a bit. I yep. love it when I get it in wines. I I get it in some wines and when I'm blinding or whatever, I'm like, Ooh, I love this smell. Yeah. This is like it, it makes me it it attracts me more to the wine. Yeah, just being honest. So. Yep. Okay, what do you think is the most central grape or wine? Good question. Um, I think. Normally, you're gonna go with the Burgundy. Um, I, I think. Hmm. I think 
Pinot okay. Noir, is sensual, uh, depending yeah. on which depending on which part of Burgundy you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also like if I was to if I was pressed, I also like Norello Mascalesi, uh, okay. but like Mount Mount Edna Norello Mascalesi because I feel like the balance that's there and and the prettiness of the of the fruit when you're tasting it is it's pretty it's 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 very sensual it's very sexy mm-hmm. in my opinion I I dig that quite a bit yeah but only off of Mount Edna I don't know about the rest of these Norello Mascalaces out there okay and that that comes simply <laughs> from Mount Edna in Sicily that I I tend to dig the fruit very nice yeah, what about you um let's that's a see good question. for me so I have I have two one one feels more like sensual masculine and yeah. To me, that's a really nice balanced Malbec. Oh yeah, um, that's a good. That's a good one. Like Salta mm-hmm. area, like northern. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah I could see that because mm-hmm. they're they're delicate, but they're also powerful. Yes, like, you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. And um, this fall, I had some really beautiful Beaujolais, and they oh. were so sexy. And yeah, it, it sort of took them took Beaujolais up a notch, like. Oh man, I should be drinking this year round, not just around yeah. Thanksgiving. So, yeah, you get a crew, you get a crew Beaujolais, and you you in I'm it. telling like, you, it's the stuff. Like it really is. It's probably in, for, for my staff. If, if we ever have Beaujolais by the glass, the whole staff's in it. Like, the, mm. like I don't know, I don't even know if we're selling anything because they're drinking all of it, and yes. that's why I thank God we don't have none of that by the glass <laughs> because it would run out so fast. Because it's a staff favorite. Everybody loves crew Beaujolais. Like okay. It's just one of those things. Yeah. Very balanced. Yeah. All right. So this is the last question. Okay. okay. So it's 60, 65 degrees in California. It's a Saturday night. And I recently saw your picture in front of a fire pit in front of the fire. And you were outside. Yeah. You're yeah. with a group of friends. What are you drinking and what song is playing? Cool. That's a good question. Wow. <laughs> um, okay. Let me see. Around the fire pit. What are we drinking? And what song is playing? <laughs> All right, so I, I know what we're drinking. Okay. Um, there is, I would say we would probably be drinking a Syrah from Mendocino, probably mm-hmm. Halcon. I don't know if you're familiar with Halcon, but Halcon, I'd probably be drinking Halcon Syrah just because it has a smoky uh, quality mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. And it's like this cured meat thing going on. It's, I think it would be probably around a fire outside 60 60 degree day song that is playing this is gonna throw you for a curveball okay Uh, i think i'm listening to um cherish the day from sade ah love it i think i think that's what's playing in the background because it's 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 dusk it's starting to get a little dark in my head Mm -hmm. and like the sun is going down and you really want to sex up the scene with everybody there having a good time Mm-hmm. And we're drinking some great Syrah and we got the fire pit going. Yeah, Cherish Day, Sade is playing in the background. Love that. What What about you? Love that. Okay. <laughs> so for me, um, all right. I'm going to go with local. So I'm going to be sipping a Cab Franc for, um, let's see. Let's go with Maryland. A Cab Franc from Maryland. Okay. Um, they, uh, if I wanted to get specific, let's go with, all right, Black Ankle Vineyards. So okay. if you're ever in, in town, we have to take you to some wineries around here because we got some really good ones. Yeah. Black all right. Ankle so, Vineyards. yep. Cab Black Ankle Vineyards. We're going to do a okay. Cab Franc. And let's see, what song would I be playing? Huh? Hmm. 
um, oh, we're going to take it back. All right. Okay. We're going to take it back to Maxwell's first. <laughs> we're going to take it back to Maxwell's first single. Uh, uh, wait, Get to Know You? Is that the first? It was the first single? Hold on. Let me double check. Hold it was it wasn't get, was get to Know You? It was, um, I know it uh, is. It's, um, maybe it was. It's not something, something. It's, um, Wait, was it something something though? I think that might have been it. I think it was something something. That works. I don't know which one was first. <laughs> well, we're gonna go with, yeah, we're gonna go with Maxwell something something. Okay. Yes. With my cab front from Maryland. That's, yeah. That's a good one, actually. Yeah. Everybody be dancing and stuff with their glasses. There there you go. Feeling good. <laughs> oh, tell me more about Maryland wine. I, I like, I don't know about it. Like, tell me something cool about that area. So, um, we have a, we have quite a few wineries between Maryland and Virginia. Okay. And, um, now, I mean, there, we're nothing compared to like a California. What we're starting to do in this area is grow grapes that belong to this land. Like we're wow. not trying to be like California and and grow Cabernet grapes like California. We're trying to gotcha. grow Cabernet grapes like Maryland, if that makes gotcha. sense. Okay. That so, makes sense um, to me. Yeah. Um, Virginia has a lot more um, to choose from, but Maryland, it's small, but pack a powerful punch. Gotcha. So gotcha. they're starting to make bubbles and they're starting to make rosés and all of that stuff. But um, okay. yeah, one of our hosts, she does Maryland wine tours. So she only oh. takes people to Maryland wineries distilleries and breweries so okay yeah oh yeah i'm definitely gonna have to touch base with her when i get out there because i i really like my mother would dig that and if we yeah. went down, I, yeah i've already kind of talked kind of put it in her head that i want to get out to washington dc soon mm-hmm. so like yeah i think that would be a great trip to go like, yeah wine um, and figure out what's going on a lot of the styles in maryland and virginia are compared to um maybe between Burgundy and Bordeaux because um, it's microclimates between Maryland and Virginia. So, yeah. I think I tasted a, uh, like, so I got, my lady's cousin lives in Virginia. He goes wine tasting all the time. So he tells Mm -hmm. me about what's going on in Virginia. Yeah. And I actually got a chance to try a Nebbiolo from Virginia. And I was like, this is interesting. I never, I didn't think, I didn't even know they were growing Nebbiolo out there. I was really surprised. Sure. And it was solid. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was like pretty, it's pretty even. It didn't. It didn't remind me of Nebbiolo from Piedmont, but yeah, it was delicious. You know. So. Yeah, yeah. We have a lot of Italian winemakers who come here and buy land and grow grapes. Um, I tasted a really good Tanat, uh, from Virginia. Yeah. So yeah, they're doing big things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the good stuff. That thing, and 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 that's also an underrated grape varietal that pairs real, really well with food. Oh yes, it does. Absolutely. Dry finish normally it's pretty fruity up front. Tends to be dry on the finish pretty like sharp cannons but that's mm-hmm. good for food so yeah absolutely yeah. before Sorry, we go oh who are you I'm talking to right? <laughs> <laughs> who are you talking to um, before we close out tell everybody where they can find you where they can okay. follow you and where they can find your book okay so um if you can find my book that's easy you just go to fruitinglass.com all one word uh, fruitinglass.com. Um, on social media, I'm Jayton Gunter everywhere. Uh, J-A-T-O-N and then Gunter, G-U-N-T-E-R. Um, 
my Etsy stuff. So this is the the best way to reach me actually is to go to my my um Instagram. Go to my Instagram because in my bio I have like a whole link tree to where you can find all my stuff. And so I have an Etsy Etsy store with all my like online. If you want to do shopping online, perfect place to go for some gear. Uh, my 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 black wino stuff going on there too, which I did quite a bit. Um, and then um, but everything else on online is J Tom Gunter. So you can just type in J Tom Gunter, you'll find me. Or fruit and glass. Awesome. Jayton, thank you so much for being on the show. This was a pleasure. Tell, Tell your mom hello fun. from Southeast. <laughs> I will. I will. And thank you so much for inviting me on this. I, I appreciate you guys. And yeah, I, this was awesome. I had a great time. Awesome. You have a good night. And you too. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining this Well Sweet, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Jayton. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram and check out his book, Fruit in a Glass. You can follow me, Vine Me Up, on all social media. And it's February, Black History Month. So I am featuring one black person in wine every day this month. Whole 29 days, you can find someone new to follow who is black in the wine industry. Just follow my Instagram at Vine Me Up. And you can follow the Swell Suite at Swell Suite on all social media. Don't forget to follow our other hosts, Girl Meets Glass, Vino Noir, and Vino 301. Cheers.